Pulled together by Spittle and Spite. My name is Lynn, and I'll be your host. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm the normal one. <laughs> I'm not used to saying that. That sounds weird. <laughs> we are a bunch of He-Hulk around here, and we'll be covering She-Hulk today. <laughs> We're going to get in touch right? with our feminine side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't. She will punch you. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, but before we get into the meat of the episode, She-Hulk, well... Eric, how have you been? How are you I'm, doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. I can't complain. Yeah? Uh, enjoying the, you know, the, all those butt lights? Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know I can edit this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'll just continue implying that you're drinking butt lights throughout the whole episode. You can't edit it at all, buddy. I know you get lazy towards the end. <laughs> I do not condone the drinking of Bud Light. All right. Okay, so before we get to She-Hulk today, we're going to cover a little bit of news because I can't help myself, and we're going to talk briefly about Prey. It's all going to be spoilers. There will be timestamps in the description as business as usual. So now that all that's out of the way, let me tell you the news I've been dying to tell you about, Eric. (laughs) Dump that news on me. (laughs) As we record this right now, Sandman still hasn't been renewed for season two. And um, Neil Gaiman, the the cast and the crew, is doing their best to keep the zeitgeist going, keep keep the Sandman season in the um, conversation. You know, some people are still watching, still is still trending, and they do a pretty good job. But one of the things that came out of that is, I don't know if people remember or not, but when Ain't It Cool News um, was still the thing, when before we found out some of the people involved were terrible. Uh, <laughs> do you remember when Ain't It Cool News was like the premier news source for like nerdy movie and TV Oh, absolutely. News? Yeah. I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Quint and um, whoever the other people are that write there. Harry Knowles. Yeah. They were um they they were kind of like top of a counterculture like a lot of people don't know about it but this they were famous enough that they were, Simpsons was making reference to yeah them. like <laughs> comic book comic book guy in one of the episodes had like he, he had a website called Ain't I Fat News <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but uh, like must have been like a decade and a half now. Ago. A terrible Sandman script were leaked to A Nickel. And it was so terrible that at the time, half the people were like, this isn't. Like, why are you guys even reporting on this? This isn't real. This isn't a script. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neil Gaiman came out very recently and said that was real and he was the one who leaked it. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> yes. And the reason I bring it up is because I want to uh, read this quote to you that Neil Gaiman said about the script. Uh, and I told you to get your genuine reaction. I told you not to read the article or even the notes. Yeah, I have no idea what you're about to throw at me. Apparently, in this movie, Lucifer, Morpheus, and the Corinthians were identical triplets. They were a family of identical brothers, and it was all a race to see who would get the ruby, the helm, and the bag of sand before midnight on 1999, before the new millennium started, because whoever got it would be the winner. That was the plot. What? <laughs> Just what? 
So they were identical triplets. Lucifer, yes. Morpheus, Lucifer, and the Corinthian were yes. triplets. Yep, identical triplets. And for some reason, they were on some like Olympic race to get the <laughs> ruby, the helm, and the bag of sand before midnight. Or the millennium. On Y2K. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I imagine to become the new king of dreams. Why Why are they triplets? <laughs> I mean, do they have the same mother? I, I don't, I don't, I'm confused. <laughs> the, the only, the only reason I can think of for making them a triplet is they were just trying to save on casting. They wanted to cast one actor instead of three. <laughs> and, um, so. The Corinthian is on the same level as Morpheus and Lucifer. <laughs> You sure. know Satan, the guy from mythology <laughs> who notoriously does not have any sibling because he was made, not born. <laughs> that that uh, is just uh, so. This is why we're resurrecting news for this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, it get better, my friend. This is not even the end. Uh, John Peters was the one who was producing this. He was a uh, he was a man who <laughs> rose through the rank and became quite a prominent producer. Uh, even though he started as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. So he, he started with bad taste, and he ended with <laughs> bad taste. <laughs> um, so... there's, there's a lot to unpack there, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you kind of recognize John Peter's name, it's because his claim to fame is... Remember when Kevin Spitz used to do, like, long stories about, like, his his time in the in Hollywood um, system, you know? There's a right. really famous one about when he was uh, asked to pitch a Superman story. Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. I know all that. And that. the producer he was pitching to was John Peters. Oh. And he was the guy who was like, make Superman fight a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Smith's like, why? And apparently the guy watched a documentary about polar bear like a week ago, and he's convinced <laughs> that polar bears are like the deadliest <laughs> creatures on Earth. So he's like, you know what would make Superman kick ass? He need to fight a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> and the punchline for that Kevin Smith um, speech about John Peters and pitching to him is the one thing he was adamant that Kevin Smith including include in the script other than the polar bear was a giant mechanical spider <laughs> this is the guy with the mechanical spider okay because yeah he was trying to put that in so many different movies until he actually finally did in uh wild wild west yeah <laughs> the punchline of the show was like two years later he went and <laughs> kevin smith went and saw wild wild west which was produced by john Peters, <laughs> a notoriously terrible movie even though I do enjoy how terrible it is. And <laughs> the climax is on a giant mechanical spider. No, it's like Kenneth so, Branagh's head on a giant mechanical spider. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> I'm about to tell you that there was also a giant mechanical spider in this script. <laughs> because why not? Sure. <laughs> what? Giant well, mechanical well, well, spider totally fits. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> and Wild Wild West was already out by this time. So this guy not only is He still had the hard on for the giant mechanical yeah, spider. Yeah, he's not satisfied with him successfully putting it in a movie. He wanted to put it in every movie he was making. He just needed somebody to commission a script just about a giant mechanical spider. Get it out of his system, you know? Uh, he need to, like, make a reboot of A-Legged Freak where they all cyborg. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I just think you cut that off my chest. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. That was totally worth bringing back the news dump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Prey, an actual good movie. <laughs> well, until that giant mechanical spider shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's an audio format, so you guys didn't see me almost do a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad he didn't, because that would have been a waste of good beer. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, let's talk about Prey. <laughs> we both watched it, and we really need, wanted to talk about it, because it's just so good. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Like, I really, really like it. I think it might be the best Predator movie since the first one. Um hmm. And I don't think there's a whole lot of competition. I like the one with Adrian Brody, but it's got its problems. Um, yeah, I mean, we might just like Adrian Brody. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that one had Topher Grace as a serial killer. That was pretty weird. <laughs> um, yeah, Topher Grace just really wants to be a villain for some reason. I think he just wanted to shake uh, that 70s show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but it um, doesn't work. He just looked like a puppy. But we're not here to talk about Predators. We're here to talk about Prey. Um, I was really surprised by it. Like, I was surprised when it when it first came out. I didn't actually see it for a couple of weeks. I was really surprised by the reaction it was getting. Like, I was seeing nothing mm. but really positive things about it. And I'm like, that can't be right. Because um, mm. even though I was excited about it and I was looking forward to it, I didn't expect it to actually be, if I'm being perfectly honest, I expected it to be bad. Um, but compared to the last Predator movie... Pretty much anything would have been better than that. So. <laughs> I won't watch Prometheus over the last part of Reddit, I mean. Yeah, and me I too. hate Prometheus. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, now, like, okay, just sticking to this, I really like how I like how it, it leans into a lot of the the lore of Predator without being like a big wink and a nod at the audience. Like it still like serves the story itself without just being there as an Easter egg, you know, like the idea that the the predator can't see you if you're cold like instead of going the route that the original predator did and have her like caked in mud and realize it she's got this you know uh, herb that uh, lowers your body temperature and i thought that was really clever and really neat really new um granted the idea that you can eat an herb and suddenly your body temperature drops like within seconds that's ridiculous but whatever it's a sci-fi movie you're gonna take more drugs man yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no, I I really appreciate how much you felt like she was completely and utterly outmatched. She's even like not a very good huntress yet. She's she's not she hasn't passed her whatever that final exam is called. I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> final I exam. <laughs> I don't speak Comanche. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the hunting bar mitzvah. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, like. And you can see it. She she's very enthusiastic, and she is good at what she does. But at the same time, and she's, she's smart. She's extremely smart. That's how she wins. But like, she, I think she's smarter than this predator, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, predator is real dumb. <laughs> but I like that, that you see from the very beginning that she makes mistakes. She's sloppy. Like she did manage to stab the tiger, but she fell on her head and knocked herself out. So, you know, give and take. Yeah, but usually you that kind of mistake, you don't get a second chance. <laughs> no, usually you would not get a second chance from that. <laughs> um, but they did a really good job. There was really good, efficient storytelling. Like mm-hmm. when her brother is talking or when her when she's talking about the bird that she's hunting and then her brother gets impatient and just shoots it for her. And she says, why did you do that? Now you have to go swim in the water to get it back. Um, yeah. You realize that she is smart. She's calculating. She thinks things through, whereas yeah. her brother does not do that. He's, he just thinks he's, you know 
God's greatest gift to hunters. Yeah, well, he is he is really good. <laughs> oh, and he is awesome. Don't get me wrong. He, he is the best. And I really, yeah. really got sad when he died. Yeah. Um, but it had to happen. But I also like that. I also like that he immediately gave her credit when credit is due. As soon as when he realized how plan worked. Right. Yeah. And he did stick up for her a lot. So, I mean, he was a good brother. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. And I like the look of this new Predator. Like, uh, the, the bone uh, face mask. Yeah. Really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and the revamped look. He looks a lot, even more visceral and gross than the original Predator, which I appreciated because I'm yeah. into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's weird, but okay. <laughs> We're not here to King Shane. <laughs> um, so, I, and I like that the European invaders were the worst because, yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those were the French guys, right? Yeah. The French guys. They were just yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah. In every way, they were yeah. awful. Um, yeah. We all knew that about the French, don't we, Andrew? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm calling out a, a friend who, <laughs> who is French Canadian who listened to the podcast. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> I also like that how they didn't subtitle the French parts. Yeah, that's true. That, that was really that, nice. That added to the tension of the show because you're like, oh, this these guys are probably saying some some real filthy awful <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, leaving that uh, to your imagination makes it so much worse than it probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you really fear for her, like you feel fear her you you feel her vulnerability with the language barrier. Yeah. And then again, there's something about French that always sounds obscene, you know? Wee <laughs> wee. <laughs> oui, <oui. laughs> See? <laughs> oh, 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 baguette. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have we as a people decided that it's still kind of slightly okay to be racist against the French? <laughs> it's like you're allowed to be racist against the French. You're allowed to accuse the Irishman of being drunkards. Um, so there, there are still places oh, they, where you can where you can be a little racist. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the entirety of the entirety of Ireland is drunk right now. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, going back to pray, right? Okay. You know how you were saying like you didn't expect it, this one to be like you were su still surprised that it's good. Like to me, even the fact that they let this one be called Prey, like like filled me with hope because it made me feel like like the right people are in charge. Because you know how how Hollywood is with brand names, right? Yeah. Like like uh, I bet there was multiple meetings where somebody is like, "Can we call it Predator Colin Prey?" Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like is, this is why the sequel to um, "Now You See Me" isn't called "Now You Don't," you know, Which because branding is so important. I think yeah. those are terrible <laughs> movies, but still, that pisses yeah. me off. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, and wh why the Total War Warhammer mashup is called Total War Warhammer instead of Total Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all I'm saying is like uh, somebody fought hard for it like no this like let's just call it prey like it's a good name like people will figure out what it's about like the internet will tell them right so <laughs> i, I the fact that the right person won that argument make me think like maybe maybe somebody with the right creative uh, <laughs> mindset is <laughs> in charge of this movie so i'm glad it turned out the way it did one thing that if I had known sooner, I would have been even more excited was that this is directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who I'm not sure has done a whole lot outside of some TV shows, but he also did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. 
And I remember oh, being yeah. really, really impressed with the directing in 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I remember thinking to myself, this guy's going to be a, a name. And I, th- I still yeah. think he will be. This just made it even clearer to me. So I just looked up Dan Trachtenberg and um, he did he did a portal film film called No Escape. And he did some Black Mirror stuff. And an episode of The Boys. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's right. So he's still fairly new. So we will be watching his career with great interest. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that doesn't bode well on his IMDb page is that the next thing he's got directing the first pilot episode of Waterworld. Oh, yay! <laughs> I love Waterworld. Can I can I have an off-topic rant about Waterworld? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> have you been to have you been to fucking Universal theme parks lately? You know they still have a gigantic Waterworld attraction. Like they 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 have like a live stunt show that is Waterworld stunt show. Yeah. To this day, <laughs> I went and watched it in 2020 in um in Japan Universal Studio, and it is a surreal experience because the entire thing is in Japanese and like <laughs> it's about Waterworld, and I'm just li- live tweeting the whole thing to my friends because it's really good. The show is really good. Like. The stunts are good. There's massive fireballs that you can feel in the stand. At some point, they crash a plane into the water. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that sounds fun. Like, <laughs> like it's on a crane, but you can't see the crane from of where course. you're sitting. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that for some reason, yeah, Universal is like, whatever. Like, people will still see this water world show. This <laughs> is an excuse to have a bunch of jet skis and airplanes and explosions. Why not? <laughs> yep. Yep. And like somebody fall like twelve story into the water, like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, um, I do actually have a soft spot for the original movie, so I will be watching that water. <laughs> <laughs> you know me; I'm fascinated well, by crazy behind the scenes stories. So Waterworld is endlessly fascinating. It was a madhouse oh, yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good movie. I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to like not good movies i like several (laughs) i like league of extraordinary gentlemen (laughs) me too it's so bad (laughs) it's terrible it's one of the worst movies ever but i love it (laughs) it made uh what's his face sean connery quit acting it was so bad it made sean connery quit acting yeah (laughs) um anyway we need to stay on topic go back to pray um let's talk about how dumb this bread is (laughs) If there is one drawback to this movie, this is a dumbass predator. <laughs> it feels like this is just some kid predator that they've like thrown on Earth. Just be like, whatever. Just do whatever you got to do. He's a little <laughs> slow. <laughs> Here's some technology well, you don't really know how to work. <laughs> he had that skull mask instead of a proper uh, predator mask. So maybe he like he's like a redneck among the predators. <laughs> there you go. He's a redneck predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's one of those sovereign citizens. <laughs> you know those people who like there are people who own handguns and like constantly like shoot shoot themselves in the foot. Maybe like he's the predator version of one of those. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he have all these uh, high tech weaponry, but he doesn't know how they work. He's got one of those like a uh, blue stripe uh, uh, Punisher skulls on the oh, tattooed on the inside with, of his skull with, mask yeah. with the thin blue line. The thin blue line in it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's um, totally logical. <laughs> yep. And maybe he's like that the baseball guy who accidentally shot his thumb off. <laughs> 
Do you remember him? And then I he, do. they reattached it and he was playing poker and it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to sell it on eBay and eBay's like, you can't sell body parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw, saw your country out, Eric. <laughs> I'm not going to defend my country. That's one of the beauties of being in America. You don't have to defend your country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's they what makes it, it so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be the judge of that when I visit in a few months. <laughs> so, sorry, go on. Uh, they made him dumb. They made the Predator at least extremely um, physically imposing. And yes. they made him look really good because they did a lot of practical. It wasn't a lot of CG like the Uber Predator from the last movie. Um, yes. Who wasn't imposing at all because he was just animated. <laughs> um, this guy, like he, he definitely had moves. He had really good. There was he had to have been trained in martial arts. I don't know who the actor was. I know nothing about the behind the scenes stuff. Mm. But like he was really good, and he did a lot of really good work. Um, the hand to hand fights in this movie is incredible, including with the predator. Oh yeah, and I think it's 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 the best of the entire series. Like they've never done this yeah. in the series before. Yeah, yeah, and um, they managed to make the fight like interesting and visceral, but at the same time show us that most of these people never stood a chance. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Like he was, he was, everybody was really outmatched. That was kind of the point. Yeah. 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 But it's still, but they still kept the fight interesting visually and exciting, which is, I think it's a very hard line to um, walk and a line that some of the later John Wick movies are not really very good at. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the first one was really good at it, but later ones, not so much. And this movie kind of fucking nails it. And the scene where she, um, she goes back to the French camp and just kind of wreck like the four people who are still there. <laughs> that was pretty badass. I really enjoyed that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how realistic the, the portrayal of her um, tomahawk tied to a rope Yeah, I don't is. think tomahawk tied to a makeshift <laughs> rope is really that powerful, but whatever. It was yeah. cool looking. <laughs> yeah, because it might as well be like Kratos' blades of chaos, the way she used it. But uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me but, too. Yeah. I also like that the Predator, you see the Predator like slowly work his way up the predator chain like he first he first kills like a snake and then he kills like yeah. a wolf and then he kills this giant bear and then he goes yeah. after the frenchman you know like you see it like escalate and i really appreciate that <laughs> are you telling are you telling me that the french are at the top of the food chain no no the french were like just one up from the bear i mean there are still ways to go <laughs> the bear might have even been more imposing really <laughs> But that I scene really where he's got like... the bear like above his head and he's still invisible yeah. and the blood like oh it's so good oh so good so good um this is such a boy movie though oh definitely what this is a guy from, this like... is a guy movie yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I wouldn't watch this with my yeah. wife she would be like what's the point I don't get this this is stupid because <laughs> <laughs> I I remember recommend like in, I was in the process of recommending this to a bunch of friends I'm like no way you won't enjoy this uh, you'll probably check out around the time though when the predator kill a dog and melt its face. <laughs> <laughs> I respect so, any movie that's willing to kill the dog. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> to be fair, this is a wolf. <laughs> yeah, but they true. didn't kill the dog. Dog. That's true. <laughs> which that was a great dog. They definitely could not yeah. have killed the dog. I would have been very sad if they. Killed yes. Yes. Which is why the 
scene where she returned to the camp is very um, important because she was there to rescue the dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you're going to have your protagonist commit, like, downright murder and kill four guys, have it be over a dog. <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable. And make the victims French. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, make the victims <laughs> French because they're not really human. <laughs> 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 the only reason we're not gonna cancel can't gonna get canceled is because nobody listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh that's not true. I we enjoy every single one of you who listen, and there's way more of you than we think, and we can easily explain. <laughs> we are don't know why them, you're listening, but please. Are any of them listening. French though? <laughs> are there French people listening? <laughs> at least at least one. <laughs> um <laughs> What I really liked about the um, scene where she go and rescue the dog is um, you think uh, the brother was going to be like, what? No, don't go back for the dog. That's where I thought that scene was heading. Nope. He was like, okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. Like, go I go, save the I go dog. get the horses. You go get the dog. <laughs> that was a really smart dog. Even the beginning of the movie, yeah. like her mom is like, that's a really exceptional dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do. Look, my one criticism is like, uh, all jokes aside, I wish they found another way to take down the Predator that doesn't make the Predator real fucking dumb <laughs> and just not know how their weapon, how his weapon works. Like, I can kind of, like, we talked a little bit about this. I can kind of justify, like, maybe maybe the Predators are, like, scavengers. Maybe it's not their technology. Maybe they just kind of, like, know how it works vaguely, you know? But still, yeah, that was a little bit anticlimactic. Like, you, you can tell that's where it was heading, like even in the scene where he was like fighting the uh, the the French guys and yeah. he doesn't know how the weapon works. Well, but, I think um, it would have been better if like the hand that she cut off, like she cut off one of his arms, if it had yeah. been the arm that had the actual firing mechanism on it, so she yes. could control when it fired. That would have yes. made a lot more. Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. That is much better. Well, you fixed the script. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay me, so I didn't write it for them. That's why it. it they have to pay me. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, references um, to the, the the other Predator movies. There's if it bleeds, we can kill it. Right. Uh, There's um, the gun. And, yes. So I want to I want to talk about the gun because some people are like, oh, how did the the like how did the Predators come to have the gun if she still have it at the end of the movie? First of all, you need to remember that they can make things called sequel. Second <laughs> of all, <laughs> this is very depressing, but the pictures at the end of the movie heavily imply that the Predators came back in force and wiped out their village. Yeah, they're probably not happy <laughs> that they killed their special friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably how they got their gun. <laughs> Because let's all remember that predators are like, oh, we're honorable hunters. But uh, like all big game hunters, they actually secretly dicks. <laughs> <laughs> They're not honorable at all. <laughs> when they lose, they are the sorest of losers. <laughs> remember when one of them tried to blow up a neighborhood just because he lost? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm losing. Let's set off a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... What I really like about this is I I want this done to like every franchise. I want like an alien in feudal Japan. <laughs> That'd be fun, yeah. <laughs> or like a predator in feudal Japan. <laughs> yeah, there's uh that one Japanese actor who's who's in Mortal Kombat. He's really good. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it, the, he's a fan uh, casting yeah, yeah. Yeah. for a predator set in feudal Japan. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, yes, give us give us more weird sequels like this. This is this is what like streaming and um, 
budgets for TV shows and movies becoming bigger in streaming is supposed to lead, damn it. <laughs> do this, do more of this. If uh, I did have I, any complaints about this movie, just to wrap it up, I would say that like uh, there are a couple of times where the exposition's a little heavy handed and unnecessary. Like there's one point where she says, oh, so you guys are the ones who killed the buffalo. Like, no shit. We all already know that. You didn't have to say that. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, I there's needed couple... that because I thought I thought the predator did it until she said it. Oh, okay. I am the dumbass that needed that exposition. I stand corrected. It was a perfect movie. I was like, why did the predator kill a whole field of buffaloes? <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, he was shown skinning things before. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously set up to be some kind of like a, a weird expectation subversion thing but i thought it was pretty obvious that he didn't skin all those buffalo um especially when she like picks up a piece of cigar i mean come on oh oh i missed that okay yeah, she, yeah. I, yeah. I guess i guess i just missed that part um <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway yes we like prey give us give us more prey less predators and, amen less the predator in- for sure <laughs> <laughs> don't ever do that again ever <laughs> And please don't take what I just said out of context and like make it use it as a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> we like predators. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's talk about sheep all kinds. Woo-hoo! Hey, see all right. Bye. can't see it but we're both twerking right now. <laughs> it's true we are <laughs> just, just imagine it you're welcome uh, <laughs> okay so uh, let's start with uh general thoughts how have you been feeling this we're going to be talking about the first four episodes which is out so far so eric i've been having a lot of fun with it um I think for the first episode or two, I was a little uncertain, but then I, I really got into the groove and I realized just take it like a comedy. And ever since I made that decision, just treat it like a comedy. I've been enjoying the fuck out of it. The last two episodes have been amazing. They've been so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I stand. I really liked the first episode. Like when the first episode dropped, I, I really liked it. And I thought it ended too soon. Uh, yeah, they're definitely very short, these episodes. Mm. Episode two was weak. I agree. But the, yeah, you're right. The last two episodes has been bangers. It's been so good. <laughs> uh, to a point where I was like, I understand why they can't make this longer. Because like the main character is uh, like completely CGI. So yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's not actually as cheap as it appears. But I wish this was like a 22 episode, like full season show. Because like, it feels like a, like a 35 minute, like, um, like sitcom. So I was like, just just give me 22 episodes of this. Uh, it would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would totally watch that. Yeah, just let it keep yeah. going. Doesn't even have to tell an overarching story. It can just be, you know, case yeah. of the week. Go for it. Yeah, like getting Jessica Jones of DUI charges. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like every episode just touching a different part of the story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, just like uh, Spider-Man getting sued for vandalism because he's leaving <laughs> webs everywhere. <laughs> that, that's the kind of shit I want. And like the last two episodes has been exactly that vibe. So That's exactly what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So we have five more episodes left after this. This is going to be a nine episode show, which when I first heard about it, I was like, really? Like everything else has been six episodes and you gave She-Hulk nine. But now I'm like, give it 22. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't understand it until I started watching them and I started realizing how short each episode was going to be. I'm like, okay, nine makes. I'm still really confused by why they gave Daredevil so many episodes, but we'll see. How many, like 13 or was it all like 18? I think it's like like 18. It was a lot. It was more than even like the Netflix shows. And the Netflix had too many episodes per season, honestly. So we'll see. My theory is that they're calling it Daredevil, but it's actually like a complete redo of the Defenders. Like, I think they're all going to be in it. (laughs) Even Iron Um, Fist? I I mean, bring back Colleen Wynn, but Iron Fist, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Look, the new Daredevil show begins and it's going to be like, oh, um, Iron Fist died on the way back to whatever thing, <laughs> whatever secret realm they come from. Calling Wing and Iron Fist now. And everybody's like, all right, yay. <laughs> Let us never mention him again. <laughs> so I want to start by first addressing the fucking dumbasses on the internet arguing about this. We're going to address a lot of the fucking. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of this episode, I imagine, is going to be about us complaining about the dumbasses on the internet. Yes. Oh, and also, yes, the show is political. Our examination of it is political, like personal is political, yada, yada, yada. If you've been listening to us, you know the drill. You know where we stand. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the fourth world breaking. So, a lot of people are like, oh, they, instead of like introducing Deadpool, probably they, they're doing a woman do the fourth world breaking. <laughs> Listen up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Lynn's going to take you to school. <laughs> she all came out in 1980s, okay? She didn't start break. She didn't start the fourth world breaking shtick until 1989. Yes, she, like, it took her nine years to get on that. But Deadpool came out in 1991, and he didn't start the fourth world breaking shtick either. He was just Marvel's version of Deathstroke. Like, Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson... They were both created by the same character. He just wanted to get that paycheck twice for Marvel and DC, okay? <laughs> they were just the same guy. He only started Fourth World Breaking in 1997 as well, when they t- decided to take him in a comedic direction. So, because the 90s by, were a weird time for the X-Men, let me tell you. Yes, yes. So by any metric, whichever, you, whichever metric you want to take, creation or when they start Fourth World Breaking, She-Hulk came first. Okay, so let it go. They're doing the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) You got burned, Internet. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, like you said, it's a comedy. Like, I don't think we should really take things that happens in this very seriously. Um, And I like, look, it's not perfect. Like, I still have some complaints. Um, like for example, one characterization is wildly different <laughs> from like from every single appearance he have. Wow, it's like Wong is like a different person. Um, but it's a comedy, whatever. Like it's a life-hearted side of the MCU, which we kind of sorely need. Like I think people would disagree that MCU need more comedy, but I would say that MCU should have some pure comedy series and maybe lessen the comedy in some of the more serious work. That's one of the things that I've I've always liked about the MCU is their willingness to spread out into different genres. And I felt like on yes. TV, on Disney Plus, they really had the chance to go full on, you know, get a full on horror show, get a full on comedy, get a full on whatever Loki is, you know, like just go yeah. out, just go all out. And I think that that's yes. what they're trying to do. And I think it works here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like you said, this feels like a sitcom. This feels like a courtroom 
sitcom like Ally McBeal or something, you know? I mean, that's kind of what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cross between like Ellie McBeal and like Boston Legal. There you go. Oh, a single female lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> there is some of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, spread it out, make different shows. Give me a fucking teen drama comedy that's like Riverdale, but less weird and better. Yeah. Make it the Runaways. <laughs> Just please reboot Runaways for me. Just somebody do it. <laughs> so let's talk about the bugbear, though. The CGI is not good. <laughs> no, the CGI is terrible. I will grant everybody that. The CGI is really, <laughs> really bad. Like, she looks like Shrek. And Shrek was, like, what, 25 years ago at this point? <laughs> so while I admit that it is terrible, I'm going to defend it a little bit. Because Abomination and uh bruce as hulk does look good they look fine i think it's just she hulk as a character is too close to human but not human she hits that uncanny valley yeah 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 because like bruce even in smart hulk form like she she still has that like gorilla proportions you know and also with hulk and with uh abomination you're able to hide a lot of the like the weird skin tones by you know Hulk is more grizzly. He's got, you know, he's got, yeah, he's got yeah. five o'clock shadow where, and the abomination's yeah. covered in scales, whereas she Hulk is yeah. completely smooth, you know, and yeah, that's harder to pull off a lot harder. Off. <laughs> I'm just, I'm about to say the weirdest sentence I have ever, ever uttered. Make she Hulk less smooth. <laughs> Make she Hulk more bumpy. <laughs> I think that's a real problem. She's too smooth. <laughs> she looks like a seal. She needs more like blemishes or something. Like she needs like little imperfections yeah. to cut out that uncanny valley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And also I, like her facial the... movements really bother me. Like there's something about the way yeah. her mouth works. It's totally different from the actress from Tatiana, not yes. Tatiana. Um, or is it Tatiana? No. Yeah, it is Tatiana. It's Tatiana. Getting her confused with Titania. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is very confusing. It's like when they casted uh, Benedict Wong as Wong, Wong and Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, like she doesn't. Her mouth does not emote like the way a human's would. It's it's more exaggerated and cartoonish, and you get used to it after a couple episodes. But it's still pretty weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look. Clearly, most of the things that they need to do to fix it is give CGI artists more money, hire more of them, and, and give them way more, more time. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stop with the crunch nonsense. Like, yeah, honestly. Stop doing this shit, man. Like, I don't care how many people, like, enjoy your product. Over time, it, it, people will turn on it if you keep doing this cheap shit and news keep breaking that you're treating people terribly. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Everybody know I'm a you know, MC, uh, MCU mark, but stop with that bullshit. And um, <laughs> and uh, as one of my friends pointed out, hi, get better wigs. Like, your wigs <laughs> been terrible lately. <laughs> everybody know that, everybody can see the fucking weave line on the forehead and the wigs are terrible. <laughs> yep. Spend more money on wigs. <laughs> but that being said, I think her being so smooth is a design choice that's bad. Like it looked like bad CGI because her skin's so smooth, but I think they just want to make her smooth because like, like they also want to make her like sexy, right? Like the Hulk isn't supposed to be sexy, you know. I know some of you find the Hulk degenerates, but he's not <laughs> supposed to be sexy. Look, that's acceptable. The people who find Abomination <laughs> sexy—that's a little weirder. <laughs> oh, so you're not looking to join his seven soulmates as the eight? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start talking about the actual content of the show then. So episode one is a very Bruce heavy episode, which surprised me. Uh, what did you think? Like, first of all, it start with a framing device that like immediately let you know that like she's going to break the fourth wall and stuff. And then she's like, oh, I'm already a Hulk. But I, I guess you will want to see how that happened. Like, I thought that was good. I think that really set the tone of this. Yeah, I, and I agree. Um, Actually, I was a little, like the first two episodes, I didn't think there was enough fourth wall breaking. Like, oh, really? there was oh, that yeah. one moment in the first episode, right at the very beginning. And then she doesn't really address the audience again in that first episode. Um, no, she does. Um, she does like once. She like winks when they're like putting up the, the tent. And then Bruce is like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's like, he didn't mean that. He said, um, she, you can go back to being a lawyer, and she said he didn't mean that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, I don't know. Maybe I was just in the wrong mood for the first episode. Because, like, thinking back on it, it's a lot of fun. Like, I love the interplay between her and Bruce um, a lot. That's true. Their relationship is really... They feel like, like cousins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes it seem like it would be fun to be a cousin of the Hulk, which is... Yeah. <laughs> which is... Uh, <laughs> new feeling <laughs> but um like even the start where she's giving him a hard time about how his stories being long and also like just like trying to um convince him that captain america is a virgin like <laughs> the real fun interaction to start the episode with and i think the first episode would have been a lot weaker if the the that friendship slash chemistry between jen and bruce wasn't as good like no, I agree completely. Like the whole episode really hinged on it. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the training sequence? It was fun. Um, you know, yeah. you could see like Bruce trying to prove that he's better at being a Hulk, and she's just like, whatever, man. I don't I don't need this. Here, let me throw a rock. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, the internet hated this. Uh, if you've been paying attention, you might have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Yeah, I actually have been paying attention. <laughs> Um, I think they did a real good job. Like, if you didn't go into this willing and ready to get angry every time she seemed to be better at Bruce at things, then if you take a step back and look at it, you you can see that they're being, like, completely reasonable with their betrayal. Like, clearly, the Hulk is still stronger. You can see that in the rock-throwing thing. Yeah, he's, like, like he frozen casually... out of the atmosphere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first rock, he casually tosses it. She beats him, and he's like, all right, are you you doing this? Are you stepping up, Jen? And then he just <laughs> throw it out of the atmosphere. Like, And also, he's not in his optimal strength Hulk form. He's smart Hulk. Right. And I think it's completely right and completely fine for her to be better at things that are like balance, right? Like... The Hulk is built like a brick shithouse. She's built like a big person. <laughs> and um, so the big Twitter debate centered around her justification for why she's good at, you know, um, holding her anger. Like she's good at managing her anger. So she's she started just, you know, integrated as gen personality in Hulk form instead of that they... Well, I have two thoughts on that. The first is that, yeah, she's absolutely right. Like, and, you know, you, you kind of feel like her perspective, you get her perspective on things. And it makes sense yeah. that she would be able to have that kind of control because she has to have that kind of control in her daily life. And two, I think it actually says a lot more about Bruce's mental state than it does hers. Yes, of course. Yes. Which I would argue makes the Ang Lee Hawk movie canon. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> We're just gonna have to accept that the Hulk killed two dogs <laughs> after punching them repeatedly in the balls. <laughs> in... <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're honest with yourself, like I, I work in office setting, and you've seen it in meetings, like guys are allowed to be more aggressive than girls, and if a girls are being aggressive, like. They get more shit than us, you know? My wife is an engineer and, you know, engineering is, is 95% men. And to, to have her in that field and to see her perspective on things like, yeah, there's definitely still a whole shit ton of misogyny out there to deal with. So yeah, like it makes sense to me. Yeah. Because half the time people don't even realize it's misogyny. It's it's totally casual. Yeah. Totally casual. (laughs) Like you said, internalized. Yeah. 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 Um, and like what she says about people, people are calling call her out on like her comment comment about you know um, she need to control her anger like when she get cackled and stuff you know because worst case scenario like she might get murdered and people are like oh yeah yeah people who give you compliments are trying like trying to murder you I'm like first of all catcalling is not a compliment that's not the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, you're like you you're allowed to give compliment to people maybe not stranger that's still weird depends on how like <laughs> how you manage to call <laughs> how you manage to pull it off you know but i had a conversation with a couple of my female friends about like having to reject people and you know guys always have this perspective me too like i have to admit like sometimes they're like why can't girls just say what they mean like you know like why can't you just say like oh i'm not interested and then uh girls would say like well we don't know how the guy's gonna react and that's completely true, right? Like right. their reaction could stem from like being rude, calling them a lesbian, which happens a lot, or like violence, you know. <laughs> so yeah, like she's right, you know. Uh, us guys, if we get hit on unwelcomely, we're just like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's fine. Like that's the worst thing, you know. <laughs> Uh, but that's not the same thing. And I think framing that experience as a reason why she can control her Hulk form, I think that's perfect. That makes perfect sense to me, yeah. Yeah, loved it. Um, so, yeah. So people who are complaining about the, the feminism in this show, the show knows. The show thinks you're stupid and it's <laughs> funny. We'll get to it when we talk about the later episode. So, yeah, maybe just stop watching, dudes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this shit bothers you, it's going to keep bothering you because the show's not going to yeah. let up. <laughs> yeah, just get, just get over it or, or you know, stop watching. <laughs> um, anything else about the first episode you want to talk about? That um, spaceship, though. The spaceship? The Sakaring yeah. <laughs> spaceship. I did like that they really streamlined her origin story, and it's a lot less clunky. That like, okay, she yeah. just got some blood in her. Fine. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> There's none of this weird yeah. mafia hit and blood transfusion shit that didn't yeah. go anywhere. You know, this this works. Yes. Because that wouldn't make any sense. Like the MCU Hulk, MCU Bruce Banner would never give a blood transfusion oh, to no. anybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. I did see a fucking meme complaining about the the spaceship, the Sakarian spaceship being slightly different colors and pattern from the Sakarian spaceship from Ragnarok. more than one spaceship. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, are you confused when you see a red Toyota and then later a blue Toyota? (laughs) What's happening? And they're like, MCU doesn't even continuity check themselves anymore. It's a different ship, man. (laughs) 
Uh, Spaceships can only be in one color, damn it. (laughs) It's red. It goes faster. A lot of this episode is going to be us laughing as people. I hope you're ready to come on I that I really journey. do feel like this show in some ways is just a trap to catch these yeah. people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it 100% is. Like, episode two and three make it way more clearer. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I hope they really ramp it up. Because if you're a dick that get mad that they are female superheroes, you deserve to be upset. <laughs> because you are a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, you want to talk about this? Um, the cliffhanger doesn't come until later, but let's talk about this Hulk, um, that plot thread that they're hanging that they probably won't resolve in this show. I'd be very surprised if we see Bruce again this show, um, other than maybe like a long distance phone call. The fact that clearly somebody from Sakai is looking for him with the message that led to him flying off into space, probably going back to Sakai. What do you think? Yeah, and I know that the the popular internet speculation is that this is setting up some kind of World War Hulk situation. Um, and I can kind of see that, but like on the other hand, like the 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 Sakar we saw in Thor Ragnarok and the story that was told in Thor Ragnarok doesn't really lend itself to World War Hulk. Um, yeah. he didn't have a wife, and then he didn't have a kid. Uh, there was no like Red King or whatever. Uh, none of that shit happened. Um. But I can still see, like, in the MCU way of just completely rethinking storylines, that there's something, they're taking some inspiration from that, that, like, the Planet Hulk story we saw in Thor Ragnarok isn't over. Um, and this is just setting the stage for something further down the road. It's obviously not going to be part of this show because it's not, it doesn't fit. They're just doing something to set up the Hulk for something big. Yes. I'm about to say it on popular opinion. I think War War Hulk comic is bad, and I don't think they should adapt. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they, I mean, I, I'm not worried because even if they make a World War Hulk movie, there's no way they can follow that storyline because none of the pieces are there. So I'm sure they'll just call it World War Hulk and make it a completely different story, which I'm fine with because yeah. the original one was bad. No, the original one was just like, it was specifically designed for those types of comic book fans who are like, what would happen if the Hulk fought this person? Or what would happen if the Hulk fought yes. that person? Because that's all that that, yes. that that story is. It's just him going yes. from person to person to person to yes. person. That's it. That's yeah. the whole uh, World War Hulk. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's for the people who buy the um, blank kill the universe. Um, right. Uh, what ifs. You know, like <laughs> Deadpool kill the universe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wolverine kill the universe. Yeah. It's designed for those people, and I think those are always bad. Like, I don't know, use your imagination. Like, no, I don't disagree. I love Planet Hulk, but I thought World War Hulk yeah. was kind of dumb. So, <laughs> yeah. They're fun to read, but anybody, anytime somebody, like, starts seriously arguing, but like, but Daredevil, oh, the Punisher did this in Punisher Kill the Universe. I'm like, it doesn't count. It's just fan service. <laughs> <laughs> also, none of it is count. <laughs> Um, but that being said, I do think what they're setting up is him going back and finding out he has a son. That could be definitely like we could see Scar. Yeah. Yeah. Because MCU has clearly been giving all the legacy heroes successes lately. Like there's a new Captain America and even beyond the new Captain America, like we might get Patriot, right? Um, new Hawkeye, like. Thor has a uh, has a daughter, you know. Right. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been out long enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hulk. Well, we haven't like we haven't heard anything about 
them giving Hulk a successor. So maybe that's where it's heading. And maybe like, if they give him like a, a kid of some sort, like and, and make him still be young, you could have like a version of Hulkling without all the scroll weirdness involved in the young Avengers. That's true. That's true. Okay, I didn't think about that. If they combine Scott and Hulkling, the internet would be mad, but I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I'd be fine with uh, it because Hulkling got really boring really fast. Like once he ma- he figured out his secret that he was a scroll nobility or whatever. Once they resolved yeah. that storyline, it was just boring. Like he was a nothing character after that. Yeah, well, I mean, like I I liked it after when the, he him and um one of Wanda's son got married and oh yeah um that was a fun little bit but yeah you're right and I. Uh, I'm slightly disappointed if they just bring in Scar as a Hulk successor because I desperately want Amadeus Cho. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that'd be much cooler. Uh, yeah, especially now that Hercules is about to enter the universe. And Scar uh, is such like a he's an edge lord character, really. Like, he's not that <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I know I say this all the time about a lot of characters, but one is true is true. He's one of those guys that, that belong painted on the side of a van. <laughs> 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 like he's he's less of a character more of a mural <laughs> For sure. yeah definitely no argument for me there <laughs> anyway, but if, if we're gonna uh, bring in like extended hulk characters i want to see maestro like that's the character i want to see which is like yeah. hulk from the future who's gone crazy yeah maestro is good yeah um hey you, we might get this this might be leading to thunderbolts we don't know um they just announced as we record this they just announced a lineup for the thunderbolts um at d23 yeah not at all uh, what i was expecting no, very surprised. Anyway, let's keep going about to episode two and three, which kind of we're just going to deal with it together because it kind of flows into it. Yeah, it's basically one story. Um, so the superhero law division. Um, that's the setup that I want, like from this show. Like, um, this is this is the kind this show kind of have the vibe I was hoping the Department of Damage Control show would have when they were going to make it. Like, it's no longer in the plans, but you know, like. Five years ago, they were like, we're going to make a Department of Damage Control. It's this vibe, like, at the peripheral of, of, like, the MCU, just dealing with... uh, Ramifications of little stuff, yeah. Yeah, in a funny way, you know? That's what I want. Um, So, yeah, the Superhero Law Division is really funny. And, yeah, like, they they were making jokes about, like, women in the workplace. And it is a metaphor because um, we are a little bit beyond... I'm not saying we solved... Sexism. We are a little <laughs> bit beyond a uh, woman being hired as a token person, especially in in law where uh, I live, because like they've been actively hiring more female lawyers for like a decade now because they desperately need it, and it is something they needed to fix. No, here so, in the in the United States, like the law profession is one of the few places where you're not going to find a lot of sexism anymore. There's lots of like, there's more women lawyers, I think, than there are male, male lawyers. Uh, oh, you will find internalized sexism, but maybe not. In well, the yeah, for sure. System. But yeah, I'm just like saying in the hiring <laughs> process. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. that sexism is gone. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like same here. So like, but um, the metaphor is uh, apt, like how being hired as a token superhero that to makes head more the sense. superhero division, right? That's a that's a good metaphor, and especially I really like how just walking past a boardroom of guys who's like, yeah, like cheering and shaking. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit over the top, but it's funny to me. And and like <laughs> she has to she has to walk to the new office without any shoes on because she had to turn into She Hulk without knowing that that was what she was gonna have to do. 
Um, yeah. And just, yeah, the walk of shame. She's just like walking, feeling embarrassed in her own skin. And like, everybody's just like, yeah, she Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. It's awesome. It's it's very. I like the guy who walked into the mail card because he was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what the shoe thing is like? I recently found out I didn't know this. Like I was I was kind of uh, shocked um that um some workplaces still require women to wear heels. That does it is still it a, a thing in some places, yeah. I don't think in a yeah, lot of law offices, but you know, what do I know? <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. But yeah, like that the shoe thing is once again like highlighting that kind of things, you know. But we get introduced to supporting characters. I also find it funny that she was given her own division. Um, right. Her first request was like, "I want to hire my own paralegal, uh, non-negotiable." He's like, "I do not care." Who your <laughs> Paralegals aren't human. <laughs> um, as somebody who's currently looking at some paralegal jobs, I'm like, "Yeah, I feel this." <laughs> Paralegals, you can hire whichever paralegal you want, as long as we don't have to give them the living wage. <laughs> yeah, it's just slave labor, man. Uh, but um, we we meet Pug for the first time. Um, did you see people complaining that like, oh, with, you know, with the fucking stupid meme they use all the time when like, like a guy complimenting a girl and she's like, oh, I'm going to call the cops. And the next one, like attractive guy complimenting a girl and she's like, oh, thank you. And they're using that with like Dennis and Pug. I'm like... <laughs> You realize both of these men are attractive. Like, yeah. One is just a creep and the other is not. <laughs> yeah, Dennis is like a of... caricature of a creep. He's like super creep and like. He's the worst. And, there are people know, defending that? <laughs> I don't think there's so much defending him as like, oh, he's being used as a caricature to make fun of men. Uh, but like. <laughs> we ooh, as men pop, deserve pop it. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like in in law school and uh, like and in law graduates, those guys, he, Dennis is not as much of an exaggeration as you think. That's I true. know at, <laughs> at least three or four guys who is very close to Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, Pop might be a little bit too unrealistic. <laughs> um, but uh, they're also pointing out the fact that Pug like drew them uh map to the toilet as hitting on them. I'm like, no, I think he's just being nice. <laughs> and I think that's, that's also like a, like a joke about like working in an office. Like that's very realistic. Like there's always the good toilet. That's, <laughs> it, that's, that's very vital information. You know, as somebody's yeah. worked in an office, I would really appreciate that. I'd be like, thanks yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, okay. Let's talk about the abomination case first. Okay. I like um, how when he mentions that there's there's like he's got his pen pals or soulmates, um, the Internet immediately went to, oh, it's like the Thunderbolts. It's all setting up for the Thunderbolts. And then you actually meet his soulmates and it's just like <laughs> some hippie chicks with flowers on their head, just like cult members who are just in love with him and want to be his brides. It's it's so great. I loved it. Really? I completely missed that. I People thought it was a Thunderbolt reference. Yeah, people thought we're thinking like, what? who is he talking about? Who Who is he talking to on the outside? It's got to be the Thunderbolts or some secret evil villain. I immediately just thought that they were um, just making a, you know, uh, freaking people getting attached to serial killers and prisoners. through Which the is what they were doing. Jump. That's exactly yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm loving what they're doing with Abomination in this show so much. I know some people hate it because like it's like taking a um a character and 
taking a you know like semi-serious character and making them comedian but the abomination is done right like, yeah there's nothing else to his do? character yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also like they can always bring him up to have a big fight if they need to but i really liked how they just turned him into like calmed hippie reformed model prisoner so much that when today they announced the lineup of uh, the Thunderbolts and the Abomination wasn't in it, I was actually relieved. I'm like, oh, thank God. I <laughs> thought they were going to undo all the progress they made in She-Hulk. <laughs> but even though they turn him into a comedic character, his little rant, his little speech he gives at the beginning, that's that was real serious. And that was really well done, don't you think? No, yeah. I mean, he made a good point. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, and, and it also, like... It also highlights some of the issues with, like, veterans affair in America, you know? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, like training people as killing machines and then fucking, um, you know, punishing them when they do what they were told and trained for, you know? And, like, I thought it was, like, real fucking emotional when he started talking about he thought he was going to be a hero putting down a monster. He thought he was going to be fucking Captain America. Right, and, like, that makes sense. That delivery was so good. It made sense, and that delivery was so good. And it was still done in a lighthearted enough yes. way that, yeah. like, it didn't break the tone of the show. No, so. no, that that was um, the opposite of what the MCU usually do. In that, like, they break something serious into a comedic thing, and it totally worked. No, yeah, and I think it really like helped sell what this show is really about. It's about like, yeah, you know, Jennifer Walters just trying to take a by-the-book approach to these crazy things that are happening in this universe. Yes. Which is why I'm completely no longer worried about them bringing Matt Murdock Daredevil in, who's kind of established as a more serious character. Like, Daredevil is also can be silly in yeah. the comics. Like, there, there's a he whole line moments. where... He- yeah, yeah, like he's he, he has a shirt that says "I'm not dead." You know? <laughs> like, that's funny. Um, but the way they handle the abomination, I'm like, oh yeah, he can in- have interactions with the other characters that are funny, but he could still maintain at his core a serious character. And the footage they've shown with Daredevil and Jen talking so far, for, like for the next episode in the trailer for the next episode, made me really think they're gonna nail it. Um, so anything else about abomination? I like, just really love Tim Roth, and I love that he was wearing Crocs. That just cracked me up. <laughs> and that he take off the Crocs before he transformed. That was really funny. Um, uh, and it, it just everything they did about him, how much of a model citizen it is, how he helped one of the gods go through his, his divorce. <laughs> it's like, let it out, man. Is... Let it out. Okay, we can move on to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> the seven soulmate. Uh, I did think they were gonna throw in one or two guys in there for the seven soulmate things i thought that's where it was heading but um i guess they i guess they shouldn't make queerness as a joke so maybe it's better than it. <laughs> um <laughs> it's just like i'm gonna retire to a farm with my seven soulmates it's never just a meditation funny. retreat yeah that doesn't yeah. sound like a cult at all <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's totally starting a cult that's why like that's why I'm like not that surprised if they bring him back and he has like an <laughs> army of minions. Um, <laughs> and like, can you imagine signing up for a meditation retreat uh, <laughs> taught by the abomination? The abomination. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and Wong is great. Um, although I I felt like their explanation for their little cameo in Shang Chi was a little bit weak. No, I think like Wong bro- was full of shit. I don't think he was telling the truth at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Because like breaking him out to just practice fighting, I'm like, you couldn't challenge Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Where you got that Minotaur at Kamertage, you could fight him. That's true. But the Minotaur is one of his students. I don't think you're supposed to beat up your students. (laughs) Then what's the point of having students? (laughs) Um, Wong is great. Um, Like, it's, I, people are, some people are complaining that this is Phase Wong, and I love, but I love it. I don't have any problem with Wong. Like, I, 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 I can see how some people might think this is a little out of character for him, but really, even going back to the first appearance of Wong in the original Doctor Strange, he was already like listening to Beyonce and being kind of a like. I don't mind leaning into the True. more eccentric side of Wong. I'm I'm fine with. That. True. I don't like. I completely fine with how comedic he is. My only complaint is how in touch with modern pop culture is Wong. Like how much uh, a man of the world is more Wong, or is he? the out-of-touch sorcerer, because they keep going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, he, yeah, he should, if he are... if he's watching The Sopranos, he knows how law works. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. If he worked at Target for seven years as a sales assistant, which is what his little LinkedIn profile on the <laughs> phone um, right. uh, uh, Jen's friend was looking at, then he need to know that how laws work. Right. He need to know who Beyonce is. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's no target in Nepal, okay? Like you guys should have used another store. <laughs> I checked. I worked at Target once. Maybe I too could be Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it does annoy me a little bit when he, they like, oh, Wong is funny because he doesn't know shit about modern culture. And then also they like, he's watching Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's, they're trying to have it both uh, ways. But um, <laughs> Wong showing up late to the thing and piecing out as soon as they're like, you know, you did a crime. <laughs> <And he just laughs> like, tell you just like sling ring out. That's that's funny. That's good. That's good content. It's good timing uh, too. Yeah. Do you think he's uh, Tim Roth and Abomination is going to come back? Do you think there's going to be a big fight scene towards the end where he break his parole and turn into Abomination? I don't know because like I remember in one of the previews for the whole series, you saw him like in the you saw Tim Roth. In like a, yeah. a a setting where he's like talking to other reformed villains or something, and that hasn't happened yet. So I think we'll see that, but I don't think we're going to see Abomination again, at least not in this show. And honestly, if Abomination just sails off into the sunset and we never see him again, I wouldn't be that surprised. I'm, I mean, I, I love Tim Roth. I want to see him more, but I wouldn't be. I'm worried that he'll come back as a villain. What I really want is he'll come back and break his parole to help She-Hulk. That would be like, interesting, yeah. Like, knowing he's not allowed to transform, but he does transform to help She-Hulk. That's a little, can, like, self-sacrifice, yeah. They already set up the line, right? Us Hulks have to stick together. Like, there you, you go. can just yeah, say yeah. that again. No, you got a good I point. Can, that could work. Yeah, I can I can write scripts. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if that come true, if he says the line again, I'm going to be so smug. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's enough lamp- lampshading at the end of the case. Like, how... They didn't really have to get into that much nitty gritty about what he is and isn't allowed to do as part of his parole. That's like a good the point. Fact that, 
the fact that they did, and they bring it up later in the next episode that she's still working on his parole conditions. Um, like yeah, they obviously the want to keep it in in the story. Like it hasn't dropped yeah. out of the story completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, I th- at least at some point, I think they plan to bring him back. But you know how Marvel shows are. Sometimes like they set up plot lines and then they change the ending, so it's no longer could, payoff. Yeah. Falcon of the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, we, we might never see Chekhov's abomination ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will be fine with. I I wish him many happy fat children on his farm with his seven soulmates. <laughs> so yeah, okay, before we get to the next case, let's talk about that family dinner. Oh yeah, the family dinner. Um Okay, you got to talk more about it because I don't really remember it that well. I really enjoy the awkwardness and the being fucking attacked from all sides (laughs) of a family dinner they portrayed it very well and as somebody who part of an asian family uh (laughs) let's just say (laughs) um you know getting getting that kind of hey what are you doing Uh, what are you doing for a job like are you dating anybody you get a kid (laughs) a very very realistic portrayal and like everybody being proud of this chad guy for like <laughs> what did he become like manager of a walmart or something? something like that yeah i don't even remember but yeah <laughs> it hit a little close to home did it <laughs> <laughs> no no it's funny <laughs> it's cl- close to home enough to be funny there you go. um and everybody is just having a different conversation right like, there's like three <laughs> conversations happening the dad is just asking about hawkeye and his arrows <laughs> <laughs> just can't let it go <laughs> I do like that he he does take her aside and, and downstairs yes. just to have a little heart to heart as a father and daughter. Yes. That's cool. That's a good scene. That was so that was very heartwarming. Yeah, that was very heartwarming. And then like the after credit scene where um, well, is it after credit scene or just paintings where he's just making her do all the housework? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was sweet. And um, I think that was Bruce's mom at that dinner as well, which they kind of just brushed aside, didn't really address it, did they? <laughs> I also love that they like all the stuff Bruce gone through. They kind of like take ownership of it somehow, even though they didn't do shit. They like this is not even the first time we had a Hulk in the family, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, one other thing um, we should discuss is the, uh, the 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 montage of news reports of people reacting to She Hulk's existence because yes. there's so much in there. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what I was about to say. Don't don't you feel like? Even before She-Hulk, MCU has been a little bit madder lately in that oh, yeah. they've been working in people's reaction to MCU <laughs> into the fiction of the MCU. Definitely. And this one is definitely forefront because somebody actually did like a um, screenshot of a, a bunch of the comments that in reply to announcement of She-Hulk and the comments in the show. And some of it is taken straight from it. Like, they just <laughs> reworded it to, like, make it fit the fictional universe more. It's like, oh, a- every single <laughs> the one comment that I especially love is, first there is Me Too, and now there's all of this. <laughs> no more male heroes. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it didn't make sense. I'm not saying I'm against sh- women, but, like, why can't they have their own superheroes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that Me Too comment is bonkers. Oh, the Me Too comment is comment. all the way out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, first you shine lights on the fact that women were being assaulted, and now we have different type of entertainment. I'm like, 
what? And yeah, and why can't yeah why can't they make their own superheroes? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then they inside the middle of it, one <laughs> there's a cut to one guy who's like, I don't know about you, but I smash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the uh, that was the Lynn of the montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> don't pin this on. <laughs> <laughs> this is because I said um, the ball queen was hot. <laughs> you assimilate um, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that's that's the part where I'm like, oh, this show know what it's doing. Like this shows knows it's gonna piss people off, and it's fine with it. Yeah, it's just in and, your face about it. Like if you're not noticing, yeah. you're not paying any attention. <laughs> Yeah, I respect that. I respect yeah. that. I respect when a piece of entertainment is like, we don't need, we don't need you to like us. <laughs> like, we we're gonna make fun of you to your face, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, basically, I wish the kind of intro, uh, that kind of trolling will continue, and it has. The later episodes have more of that too. Um. Okay. So let's talk about the wrecking crew before we talk about the. <laughs> I can't believe game. they ruined the wrecking crew. <laughs> <laughs> so this for people who don't know this has been a trend with the mcu especially phase uh, uh at the end of phase three forwards lately because people are convinced that like the mcu is ruining <laughs> male characters so every time a minor character is introduced people come out of the woodwork being like ah he's he's my favorite characters and you guys really fucked it up <laughs> and every time you're like really that's your favorite character <laughs> <laughs> and the minor changes are what you're really pissed about. It hasn't been any more atrocious and obvious than with the reaction to the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> because people don't know, Wrecking, the Wrecking Crew is a villain that is like, a group of villains that is like construction walker themed. <laughs> and they just have like enchanted weapons. It's very close to what She-Hulk showed in this movie. It's about as ridiculous as it is in the show. Yeah. They're pissed because She-Hulk make, made a joke. I was like, what did you guys do? Did you rob it as Guardian <laughs> Road Worker? And they're and like, like yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's just a shortcut of explaining what's happening in the scene. Like, why they have a bunch of and enchanted <laughs> fucking crowbars and helmets and stuff. I really believe that the comic book version of the Wrecking Crew was made in a response to a joke like it has to be a joke like it's so ridiculous and stupid like you get some enchanted construction gear from from asgard like come on i i think it's a little bit more insidious than that i think i i have a pet theory that is supposed to be slightly anti-union maybe <laughs> because remember like in, in the original appearances like they were just like bursting up like um like uh rich owners you know right 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 yeah yeah I have nothing to prove this, but hey, I was vindicated about my wild elfin lie theory with, <laughs> with Stranger Things. So maybe you will find an interview in like two weeks that will vindicate me as well. But I think their initial creation was anti yin That's my theory. Okay. I, I, I will allow you to have that. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they just have a bunch of enchanted... Um, construction equipment and i use that loosely because one of them has a flail <laughs> yeah i think they're just like glowy like they're still like the regular yeah. old construction equipment they just glow that's all it is yeah. <laughs> yeah 
by the way, even if you love the Wrecking Crew from the comics, you know even the comics doesn't take the Wrecking Crew seriously. Like, uh, the oh. Runaways beat up the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> and the whole issue was a joke about the Runaways feeling like they're a legitimate superheroes team. But nobody, everybody's like, it's the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> and you guys almost didn't win. So, yeah. This is exactly the kind of reverence that the Wrecking Crew needs. That's what they deserve, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they did get murked <laughs> immediately. And that was very funny. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the Lido case, which is the highlight of the third episode. First of all, this is the first time we... that This is the introduction of the Light Elf in the, the MCU canon. Yeah, we haven't seen because, one yet. This is the first one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, in fact... The Light of Realm is the only realm that we haven't visited out of the nine realms. And their justification is good because they said she is the daughter of a diplomat on Asgard. So clearly, um, the, the this is the Light Elf's ambassador on Asgard. Like, we don't have any information about what happened to the Light Elves of their realm, but they justify introducing this Light Elf in a silo. That, right. I thought that was very clever writing trick-wise. It's I'm very like, oh, neat. I see yeah. what you're doing. And I, I love how very, like, chaotic this line <laughs> of she's, like she's like, you know, a puck archetype. She's a trickster. Yes. And she's just yes. so, like, over-the-top silly. I love it. And she's always giggling. It's great. Yeah. And, and that, like, uh, hard schemes, like how fraud schemes doesn't really make any sense. Like, only idiots like Dennis would fall for it. <laughs> Because both times she pretended to be somebody else, like, she hasn't thought that through. It's like, not it convincing at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's just, like, having fun. Like, she's not even trying yeah. to do anything. She's just being silly. Yeah. Like, that's her whole motivation, yeah. and I, I'm I'm here for it. Like, she, yeah. like, she turns into the judge, and she's just like, okay, I got new information. Case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I really, I, I think um, this case also really good characterization for Pug. And I think that once again, this is very efficient script writing because instead of building Pug as like, hey, he's a good guy, like he's a nice guy, uh, uh, he's he, he's sweet, he's cool, like which might be cheesy. They just set him against Dennis and him just being annoyed at Dennis <laughs> yeah. the whole time. You see him rolling his eyes all the way into the yeah. back of his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was very good. I was like, we don't. We don't need to know how good Pug is. We just know he hates Dennis. Who's the worst? <laughs> <laughs> and that has got to be worth something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like when the light elf pretend to be Pug, and he's like, <laughs> "I love like, sexually abusing women." <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a harassing. He's a harassing, a... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he's a, I love sexually harassing women in the workplace. And I, I love how hurt Pug is. It's like. Come on, that wasn't me. You guys know me. <laughs> um, and Dennis, ah, he's the worst. Well, he's we find out what? the best thing about him is that he drives a Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> and he was really proud of the fact that he drives a Cybertruck. Uh, yeah, what? He spent like 200k on who he think is making the step. <laughs> no, he's not an idiot. He he only did 175k. <laughs> My favorite is the Miss Sedan joke. And Jen's like, you thought you were actually dating Megan the Stallion and that she drive a Miss Sedan? <laughs> I like um, that his defense basically just boils down to, yes, he is that stupid. 
I want to point out that's not how character witnesses work. <laughs> Honestly, that's not how anything works in the courtroom at all, period. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, courtrooms can be a lot more ad hoc than chaotic than people think, right? <laughs> like, I, like uh, in my experience, especially, like, this is actually not that big of a case. Like, 175K is not that, that big of a deal in the grand scheme. Of and I, I can accept that it will be wild and chaotic, uh, but you can't be a character witness just to just to say that the person you're giving character witness to is a piece of shit. And that's how character witnesses work. Especially when the character witness is another member of the same legal team in the same yes. legal department. Even yes, <laughs> her whole argument is just that guy sucks. You know, like yeah. no. <laughs> she, she would have never been accepted as a witness Not because a of a conflict of interest. <laughs> she used to work with him and is now representing him. <laughs> yeah, like as soon as that light elf pretended to be the judge, it would have been a mistrial. <laughs> For sure. But of course, the highlight of this episode and this case is Megan the Stallion. Okay, look, Everybody's I'm an old mad. I'm an old man. I had no idea yeah. who this was at all. I had to look it up. I'm Oh really? I had no clue that Megan Thee Stallion is a real person. <laughs> well, uh, the music she makes is not the type of music I usually listen to, but I've heard plenty of Megan Thee Stallion sounds at like parties and stuff. And like, uh, whenever my friends are allowed to be in charge of uh, <laughs> what which music videos we're playing at a party. No, like after um, I looked her up and I have listened to some of those songs, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. Like something I've heard in the background somewhere yeah, you know, yeah, at a yeah. party. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just I, not, not my part of pop culture. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, same. Um, but I love the chaotic energy she has. <laughs> and she's not acting in this. That's how she is in like yeah. interviews and stuff. Like she, like she just makes random noises, stick her tongue back. <laughs> and I love how Dennis like turn around to check her out when he, he realized she's actually there and she's like, no. <laughs> like, what, you think I really have a chance? <laughs> and of course, the twerk. Twerk gate. <laughs> you know, we're going to be like hearing about the twerking for like fucking. It's going to be like the signature yeah. of the show from now on. Like, that's just like everybody's going to. She Hulk. Oh, you mean the one where she twerks? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Yeah. I thought that scene was very funny. It's a, it's a good gag. You know, it's an after credit yeah. scene. It's a joke in a comedy show. I think it's great. Yeah. It's fine. It's, I don't, it's, I don't, I really don't understand what the big deal is. <laughs> oh, you know what the big deal is? The big deal is these two female characters are being sexual on their own terms. Halliday walks by and he's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like, like, I feel like in his, in his brain, he's like, should I do something about this? And then he's like, probably not. <laughs> that would be a very awkward conversation. Could you stop twerking for a second? <laughs> Look, uh, I don't like twerking. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's a good dance move, but like people are allowed to make dance moves that I don't think is a good dance move. Like... <laughs> I just described 80% of dances. <laughs> and lawyers will do far, far worse to ingratiate themselves to new clients than twerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, look, there's there's a reason those walls are glass for... <laughs> <laughs> 
right before we started uh, recording, you sent me a, an image of um, the behind the scenes of yes. Tatiana Maslany doing the twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. And it, I think it's yeah. even funnier. <laughs> it's so good. Look it up. Like, just Google, like, behind the scene twerking She-Hulk. Uh, it's Tatiana Maslany on a table in a full body mocha suit, just including going to town. the head rig, just twerking. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, and you know, like, and uh, she hulk freaking out and making the skeleton being, Whoa, take it down and no, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. The the writers so, did underestimate the impact though, because right in the beginning of the next episode, you've got she hulk or well, Jennifer saying, Wow, like having Wong on was like uh, having immunity from Twitter for a week. Did you <laughs> look at Twitter all week? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like that's once again another proof that they, they know how you're oh, gonna react. Yeah. They're baiting you and you're falling for it. You are the rube. You are the mark at a carnival. They took your money already. You suck. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Stop watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that allow me to have another one of my mini rants. And that this whole twerking things and the fact that they started this series with Jen making a joke about whether or not Captain America fucks, <laughs> by the way, which we forgot to address. Um, this is this is just people badly, like people falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Like, yeah, like I said, the they, show is a trap. <laughs> yeah, uh, the show is a trap, and they're doing such a good job of building the character because she's clearly a sex positive, right? That's yeah. That's what the Tinder things, uh, which we'll get to later, and that's where the where the oh, Captain America fuck jokes come from. <laughs> like they're trying to set her up as a sex positive person early on the show, even before the weight of her as a uh, strong female characters come in, and people reacting to badly to two women in the privacy of their own office twerking dancing <laughs> like no matter how you feel about twerking like the sec every single generation has thought certain dances are too sexual that that is just reality <laughs> like that started with elvis you know <laughs> the beatles <laughs> you know britney spear that's just true like <laughs> It, it doesn't matter what you think. Like it, they're just doing it in the privacy of their, yeah. their own. People office. used to think the twist was too sexy. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> or, God forbid uh, the Charleston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like anything but square dance. <laughs> I've seen Footloose. I know. I've seen Swing Kids. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, like my my point is, they're writing a sex positive female character who is sexy at their own terms and you guys rebelling against it is just it just shows that you what you always say and fear what what you always claim feminists are doing which is like trying to ruin sexiness <laughs> in popularness uh, popular culture right and trying to like take sexiness away from the, the, uh, people always saying like oh i just like women to be sexy and like yeah but feminists want that too they just want sexiness from many different viewpoints not just from like heterosexual male gays <laughs> <laughs> right no it's fine so that's what we're getting so get the fuck over it next episode <laughs> <laughs> okay the fourth episode the, the most recent one uh by it is far, the best it's episode. my favorite yeah for sure it is so <laughs> fucking funny this is the one with the magician <laughs> yep <laughs> 
Shout out to Sila. <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> it's been great fun trolling our friend, internet magician, Sila. Um, Who is uh, the best. YouTube you should channel. follow him. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube channel, Ma- Sila Magic. Yeah. He's great. Um, <laughs> about this episode. <laughs> he claimed um, the this episode's portrayal of magicians are 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him for a, an autograph of Donnie Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the characters. Uh, Donnie Blaze is the characters whose poster appeared in episode one. Everybody thought it's Johnny Blaze, <laughs> even though Johnny Blaze isn't spelled. Yeah, spelled way differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, weirdly enough, this episode set up a lot of very Ghost Rider-like. Uh, law doesn't it like a little bit yeah, think about it. deal the devil yeah, different yeah. dimension <laughs> <laughs> but um i hate the modern like chris angel like magician so as soon as they introduced donnie blaze i'm like <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> well i mean he barely had an audience so you know he get, he, yeah. get, he got what he deserved a small audience <laughs> yes and also like I also like the implication that because in this world, magic is real. Gods are real. Iron Man and Captain America is on the news. Yeah, who's like, going to give a shit about a fucking magician? <laughs> yeah, like people don't give a shit about magician. Anymore. <laughs> I like I like that aspect. <laughs> and there's that joke later where um, where She-Hulk is just going down the list of all the reasons this is terrible. And then she's like, and worst of all, I'm at a magic show. <laughs> One thing is, though, they make that magic show look like the inside of the magic castle. Right. That's definitely deliberate. Yeah. Yes. But the magic castle is very popular. I think people like make fun of it because like Arrested Development kind of make fun of it and it become popular to make fun of that. <laughs> but uh, it's sold out all the time. Like, oh, yeah. I want to. I'm, I would go. I would totally go. Yeah. yeah. I'm visiting America and I want to go and I want to get tickets and I can't because it's members only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Donnie Blaze, the worst. And the more we find out about his backstory, the funnier it is. <laughs> the fact that he was a student at Kamatash, but he got expelled because he slinged in his flat brother and three <laughs> gangs to Kamatash. <laughs> that being said, I think expelling him for them is pretty harsh considering what we've seen. Yeah, what Wong does. Yeah. Steve- <laughs> and Stephen Strange. What, what fucking Doctor Strange does, uh, even in um, the first movie, I feel like a lot of that is worse than summoning three kegs and a couple of frat boys. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just did it because they couldn't stand him. <laughs> he is the worst. He is awful. <laughs> and then you meet his manager, and his manager is also the worst he's just like parodying everything it's i love his manager i love his manager he is the worst but i love him (laughs) especially when she hawk is like are you just like his hype man he's like yes (laughs) uh this whole episode man and then lawyer (laughs) even the lawyer is a magician yeah that scene in court where they all just started doing magic trick (laughs) that was that was when I realized I was like, oh, I cannot get mad about any of the procedural thing they get wrong in the courtroom scenes. In the show. <laughs> they do not want you to take any of this seriously at all. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> nope. Uh, so the next dot point is made by you. So I will I will let you introduce it. I just wanted to talk a little bit about like the, the whole dating subplot of like 
her putting out her Tinder file or her Tinder profile as Jennifer. They as, call it they call it matcha in yeah, this, matcher. Yeah, matcher. It's, it's obviously Tinder. Tinder. It's even yeah. got the same logo, very similar yeah. logo. Um, just how different enough know? to how avoid. Do you copyright. know, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but no like i just wanted to talk a little bit about like how she tries to be you know she tries to present herself as a professional as you know jennifer walters the lawyer and basically gets nowhere um and then she like presents herself as she hulk and she gets everybody on the fucking planet like wanting to be with her and she she goes and sees like a bunch of you know awful archetypes of bad people that you would date on tinder um and at some point she looks at the camera and I have a feeling she was talking to you, Lynn, when she <laughs> asked, is there anything worse than dating in your 30s? <laughs> I am not on the apps yet. <laughs> um, I have a couple of friends who are very insistent that I get on the apps. Uh, I have a couple of friends who are very keen on make my first profile. I, I think some of them it's coming from a good place and you know they want to cheer me on some of them want to live vicariously through me <laughs> and i think some of them are just waiting for me to be crushed by the awfulness of like they're just like yeah yeah let's just try here <laughs> <laughs> so i'll revolt back when it eventually happens so far i've been resisting and busy by busy drunk <laughs> <laughs> but okay two aspect of this the amount so a lot of people have been talking to me about online dating recently for obvious reasons because i became single and like the last time i was single there was no such thing as online dating so everybody's like oh buddy let me tell you about the stories (laughs) i don't know shit about online dating so like yeah like i've never had so like i've been getting stories from like like fucking 20 different people and it's very entertaining and really terrifying (laughs) um so i can contribute to this even though i haven't i haven't used it at all i would say the amount of the type of people she meets on um matcha completely accurate portrayal but i think how well she did on uh, on her online profile completely Especially because she looked like Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> you know the worst villain in this show so far is? The guy who called her a sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Wasn't even listening to her. Was like actually on Matcher on his phone while she's talking. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like checking out and other then, girls as they walk by. Yeah. yeah. And then what says she's a, a six and walked away. Like, hey, look. Dude, that's Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first of all, yeah, like let's not do the rating woman by number thing. But even by any metric, like if, if he's a shallow person, he, so he's going straight by her looks, not a six. <laughs> if you're not a shallow person, you're like, oh, by compatibility, her attractiveness plus her personality plus compatibility. Definitely not a six either. She's great. <laughs> She's a proven professional too. Like, and he's yeah. just an entrepreneur in TBA field. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he loved New York, but he lived there 14, 14 months. months. Right. That's, that's as awful and pretentious how, <laughs> when I say how much I love London because I lived there for a year. <laughs> and really half of it was in Sheffield and Oxford. So it's not even a year. <laughs> I do love London though. <laughs> But you're not a um, Londoner in your heart. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I would never say. That. <laughs> um, but all I'm saying is, even as Jennifer, she would be 
covered in mats. He would have a pick of matches. That's how dating profiles online work, apparently. Um, guys just get on there and swipe left on everything and see which will, will reply. <laughs> Well, is left good or right good? Which I don't know. I was going to ask you because I have no idea. <laughs> I've always wondered. <laughs> Swipe the correct part on every <laughs> every woman and see which one will reply. So, yeah. Uh, hard not being able to find a quality date is realistic experience for women, I hear. But hard not being able to get matches, I think that's yeah, Fair completely enough. fictional. <laughs> well, it seems like she didn't really put a lot of effort into it at first like when she was as jennifer it doesn't matter it doesn't matter dude like well like all i'm saying is whoever see her profile is just going to be swiping right or left whichever is the correct one um i know the joke is that she just put her like corporate um uh, yeah, but she's, corporate yeah. profile pick on it but she's still still like attractive I guess, oh no uh, a woman in a suit ah and then, <laughs> then again maybe that is kind of realistic <laughs> Oh yeah, shit. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, um, the fact that the guy didn't react badly to her saying she's a lawyer is maybe unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> because I think he would have gotten mighty defensive at that point. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did find it kind of heartbreaking when the the one that she did end up um, uh, that he that did end up spending the night at her place when he see Jen. Oh come on! She had to. It. She had to know that was coming. Like that guy was way too good to be true. It, like she had to have seen it because like everything was set up in such a way that this he was just giving the perfect responses. Like this guy was either just looking for a one night stand and doing everything he knew he had to do, or he was only really interested in her because she was She Hulk. Like and the fact that she didn't know that just makes her naive to. Like it seems mm. really obvious to me that that was that was the only way that was going to end. It was still sad. It's still a little sad. Like she made breakfast and that orange yeah, juice. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, you can still be looking for a one night stand and not be a dick about it. That's true. He was kind of an <laughs> asshole about it. He's just like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I think it was extra sad when the doorbell rang and she thought he came back. Oh yeah, that but ki- then that kind of yeah. Sad. <laughs> I did like the process server though. He was cool with it. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm in process server. You're right. <laughs> That that's his second cameo. Um, he also cameo as one of the the um, Tinder matches that she swipes on. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't notice that. Because because he is a he is the husband or partner. I don't know if they actually married of one of the She Hulk writers. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, and in the on the Tinder profile, he's the one uh, who's dressed like a sailor and he's holding a cat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that picture. Guy. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I like to think even in universe, it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, they talked on Matcha, but it didn't hit it off. And the next day, he didn't deliver. <laughs> it's funnier. Um, but yeah, that, that, that I, I hope the dating subplot is ongoing throughout the I think it will be. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think think this is like a one and done. I think they're gonna keep going with it. Well I think it's also like trying to show that she even though she's still the same person, she's not like Hulk. Like she doesn't have a split personality. She's still having trouble with the Jen and the She Hulk persona. Yeah, there's still a duality she's gonna deal with. Yeah. Right. And currently she doesn't own like that's that's where the rest of the story arc is clearly going right with the with, with titania, the titania suing half of the shield yeah 
She doesn't own that She-Hulk persona yet because she keeps rejecting it. This and episode keeps... was the first episode where she was like willing to say that she was She-Hulk, that it was her name. Well, it looked like she was just now starting to make peace with it. Um, and then, of course, now she's going to have to fight for it. Yes. So, yeah, like clearly character development arc of this um, season is going to be her at the end accepting that I'm She-Hulk. You right. know, <laughs> like I'm gonna own that identity, and I'm gonna own what it, everything that comes with it. I'm a lawyer. I'm a superhero. I'm both, and I think that's where Daredevil come into it. We'll talk Absolutely. more about it when we talk about what we think the future is going. But let's talk about the breakout star of this episode: Madison with <laughs> two ends and a Y. But no way you not think where it you is. think. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is exactly where I think it is. Where else can it be? <laughs> oh, when she was so. That, she was so fucking funny. Uh, that was yes. like, oh, that was so well done. <laughs> yes. And she's just living that, her best life, man. She's she's out yes. there. Yes. And it's an, another sign that this show is actually written with women audience in mind. Uh, not just from the male perspective, because she's funny. She's a joke. Like, she's a bit of oh, a yeah. mess, right? Yeah. But they're not, like, putting her down. Like, she's still, like, one is slightly annoyed with her. But, like, by the end, they're still friends. Yeah, he know? still takes her out for Froyo, even after <laughs> saying no. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah like, she's, she's a mess that's, like, yeah, she's lovable, you know? She would be fun to hang around with. She's awful, but she would be fun. Not every weekend. <laughs> no, but... not all the time, definitely. In, in small doses, for sure. <laughs> oh, man, that magician, that magic show where she's, like, she turned around and there's heads on the pike, and she's like, Ew. Ew. <laughs> And she was obsessed um, that the the roses didn't have a smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, once she says it again in courtroom, Donnie is like, "How dare you?" <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want her revealing that they're fake roses. <laughs> um, so, have you heard all the stories, uh, all the theories about medicine? Um, I've heard the theories that she's now um, in debt to Mephisto. I've heard that. Yeah, that's an <laughs> obvious one. But they, um, um, but they, I think that's they, a troll. I think that's one hundred percent a troll that the show is pulling I on hope, us. <laughs> if it is a troll, I hope it's the other way. I hope he did sell her soul to not Mephisto, uh, Mephisto, but like I just get, I want her to be the first Ghost Rider in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Can that you would imagine? Be awesome. <laughs> even even for like just an episode, even <laughs> <laughs> even. <laughs> All these people arguing whether or not Johnny plays or the new Ghost Rider. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Like, I actually prefer the new Ghost Rider, but I forgot his name. Um, whether or not one, uh, which one should be the first Ghost Rider in the MCU. <laughs> and this <laughs> fucking Jersey Shore girl called Madison is the first Ghost Rider. Ah, <laughs> uh, I would love it. And the way this show has been trolling people, oh, totally. I wouldn't be surprised if it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be in keeping finale, with the tone of the show yeah in the finale madison with a flaming skull <laughs> like like riding like a moped just give that to me please <laughs> i'm begging you that's, that's pretty good <laughs> um and um there is a theory that she is a lesser known villain called madam sin okay i haven't heard that have one yet who has who does have a deal with Mephisto? I mean, she doesn't remember the deal, so it could be anything. <laughs> she just remembers talking to a goat. 
something about six drops of blood i don't know yeah he took the six of blood i can't say the term of i can't say the term of the deals oh he will reap the souls of me and everyone i love whatever i hate drama My favorite is when she said, I think his name was Jake. And the manager to Donnie is like, I know Jake. I know Jake. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's senile or if he's met this demon. <laughs> this show is funny. Anybody who says otherwise is insane or like he came into it waiting, wanting to hate it. Pretty much. I think a lot of people went in expecting to hate it and wanting to hate it. Um, the, Like... Seriously, though, there is some truth behind, like, they have to be more to medicine, right? Because when she says she made a deal with uh, whatever this demon goat person, Jake, Jake. We'll just call him Jake. <laughs> but she, she's <laughs> extremely drunk, so none of this could be true. Um, uh, that she'd be sent back to her realm, but they sent her back to Wong. Like, that's weird, right? <laughs> I know she doesn't remember her address. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe, like, whoever she made the deal with was just done with her. It just had enough. Like like I said, small doses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but whoever sent her know where Wong is, right? Because she doesn't know who Wong is. She, she wouldn't have requested, can you send me back to the Sorcerer Supreme? <laughs> um, so whoever sent her back at least know... The Sorcerer Supreme, if not Wong personally. We just so I think really, really wanted to spoil The Sopranos for Wong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I want uh, Wong and uh, Madison spinoff. Like, like I said, just give me a 22-episode Marvel Basic. Yeah, just um, let you them be what? like friends hanging out. It'd be great. My choices are Wong, Madison, Agent Jimmy Wu, um... Uh, the girl that was in WandaVision. Darcy. Uh, Darcy. <laughs> Glad you're remembering names. <laughs> and um, Shang-Chi's friend. Can you imagine her and Medicine? Like, they would never get sober. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all doing karaoke together. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just remake Friends with that five characters. <laughs> uh, I really like that stinger where they just discussing different type of alcohols. Because, <laughs> like, what's your favorite drink? Uh, Gin and tonic. Oh, Wongers! <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad that I want to try that yak milk drink? <laughs> the vodka and yak milk, never again. Yeah. <laughs> people are concerned about which wedding he's talking about. And people are like, did um, <laughs> Doctor Strange and Clea get married? I'm like, they did not get married. No. That, that's <laughs> it was just something else. It was a throwaway line. It's not yeah. stop reading that much into the show. Really, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and also, people are taking screenshot of the after credit scene, uh, saying like um, they might have like a romantic setup happening because uh, it looked like medicine keeps staring at Wong's crotch. <laughs> She's staring at the popcorn bucket, dude. Like that's where he's like he's pulling out the popcorn and she's eating popcorn too. Like he's he has popcorn on his lap. That's, that's what's happening. God damn it. I think it's purer if they have like a non-romantic, non-sexual friendship. That's also supreme and this complete wreck just <laughs> that's funnier. Yeah, like my wife said at the end of the episode, she's like, you know, maybe Wong is just lonely. And he's a nice guy. Like, he's clearly annoyed by medicine, but he's like, he's like talking to a child. He's like, yeah, we can go for Froyo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like her like uh, pajama hoodie thing that she's wearing at the end. It means it shows that she's comfortable with him. Oh yeah, that, and that, it's like that totally in character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you think about this Mephisto? <laughs> Mephisto is described as, like, he is a goat man. If they really are finally, once and for all, uh, setting up Mephisto, it is 100% a reaction to the Mephisto nonsense from WandaVision. Um, yes. And if we see Mephisto at the end of the episode, it will be as a joke. It'll be, like, played by some comedic actor, um, and it will be really goofy, and I will I would be there 1,000% for it. It would crack me up to no end i would love it um but i don't know i don't know if they're actually going that route um oh who would you choose who would you choose i have a i have a chaos casting uh for mephisto i haven't thought about it so you go ahead (laughs) jason sudeikis (laughs) that'd be pretty good jason sudeikis and the final credit scene is him burning like a photo of olivia (laughs) (laughs) that'd be good See, you know how you say, like, they should let us r- write scripts? This is also why they shouldn't let us write scripts. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about going forward, the future of the show? Five episodes left. We know Daredevil's coming in. Um, I think we covered Daredevil from- pretty well. Um, I do hope we see more of Wong just because he's so fun in the show. Um, but I don't know if we will. We he, we might be done with him. Um I would have said we weren't we weren't going to see any more Wong after the third episode, but then the fourth episode happened, and then now all bets are off. Exactly, like that. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> like they were setting it up as it was going to be like a cameo of the week. They even like yeah. made that a joke within the show. Um, yeah. But then episode four, it was just more Wong. Um, so y- yeah, you yeah. don't really know. Um, so let's see. Yeah, we we pretty much covered where where, where Daredevil I think will fit in is just in helping uh, Jennifer and She Hulk you know, come to grips with themselves. Okay, um, the internet is a buzz with this. Do you think they're going to hook up? Well, she is exceptionally horny. Um, I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed. <laughs> yeah. Well, in her, in her She-Hulk form, especially. And yeah. she was in She-Hulk form when she says that. <laughs> and, you know, Matt Murdock is uh, a stoic, um, silent, brooding guy who's a nice guy. Like, I can see. I can he see why she was slept with a lot of people in the comics and even in the TV show. Um, that's true. Yeah, it's it possible, true. but I don't. I don't think they're going to go that route. I hope they do because <laughs> I'm just pro what will make the internet pissed off at I, this I, point. <laughs> I, yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yellow costume, the Daredevil yellow costume. I can't believe they're doing that. Um, it looked good. I'm happy about it. Good. Yeah, 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 it looks better than the Prime costume from the the Netflix show. Like it wasn't yes. bad, but it it didn't look great. Let's be honest. Yeah. For people who don't know, um, Daredevil's original costume was yellow. Yeah. Um, and also he's blind. I bet he doesn't know what color it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this Titania set plot. I have a feeling they already cut a lot of Titania scenes. I feel like she's, she's supposed to have been more in this already. Yeah, as I understand it, and like I said, I haven't read a whole lot of She-Hulk comics, but as I understand it, Titania is kind of like a recurring villain, almost like a like a joke nemesis that, that Jennifer is always yes. going up against. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she, she's not treated with respect. Like she was never a match for She-Hulk. No, like and, I said, it's more she, of a joke nemesis than an actual nemesis. She's just yeah. like, yeah. Um, and I think that's the route they're obviously trying to go with her. She's just going to be a nuisance and an annoyance. She's not like going to be the big bad of the season or anything. Um, I want to see more of, 
Titania because I love the actress. And for people who don't know, she's the lady from the uh, Good Place. Oh, you're right. And speaking of the big bat at the end of it, there is a big bat looming somewhere. Somebody who wants She-Hulk's blood. Well, there is one character in the MCU we know of who is really interested in Bruce Banner's blood, and that would be the leader. And I think the leader would fit perfectly in this show like because the leader is ridiculous the leader <laughs> looks ridiculous the leader acts ridiculous it would be perfect for the show for the leader to show up at the end funny you say that because they just announced at d23 today i don't know if you've been keeping up with the news or not that the, the leader will return in the next captain america movie with sam wilson as captain america and it's called new world order new world order right, right. yeah and the leader will return in this so they, they could potentially set him up for this I can see um, that. Like, just have him show up in, like, the after credit scene or something and make it clear that that's he's the one who's behind everything, but then don't really do anything with him until the Captain America movie. I could see that. Uh, do you think whoever it is behind all of this also sent that weird Tinder date who called <laughs> um, <laughs> She-Hulk a specimen? I he have... was doing well. He was doing well until he called her a specimen. Until he said specimen. Yeah, there was something off about that guy, and I've, I've oh, seen yeah. that theory, and I kind of buy it i think that makes sense that he's he's somehow involved um but i also wouldn't be surprised if that was just a throwaway joke about people calling other people specimens that's like that's a thing that people do and it's gross and you should stop doing that the obvious one i think it's so obvious that i think is go going to be a red herring uh is that it's holiday the one who gave her the job well yeah because he is kind of a semi-villain in the comic and it is quite suspicious that I mean, he was accused of wrongdoing. He was being sued, and then he gave Jennifer a job. Like, it might not be like so. I don't evil. know if he's like, behind the actual like blood thing. I think that's a different thing. But he might have been behind um, Titania breaking into the courtroom as kind of a like he knew that there was something going on, and he wanted to yeah. see She Hulk for himself. Like, yeah, I don't know. He seems surprised in that. I think he's been reacting. Like I think he was behind Titania breaking in, but I think he had different purpose of causing a mistrial uh, in a different sense. way. Yeah. But I think I think he was either opportunist enough that after he sees She-Hulk transform, he probably is doing other things with it. But like I don't think his plan is so like super evil. Maybe he just wants to create more Hulk lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> a whole team of Hulk lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> specializing entirely in hawk law. It's like bird law, <laughs> but more punchy. Hawk law. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think we'll see Bruce again? I I would say a phone call at most. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like I I feel like there should be some kind of resolution at the end where she talks to Bruce, but at the same time, I don't think Bruce should come home because they're obviously setting up something for the future. So yeah, I think a phone in call what, would work. Though? In what? There's been no Hulk movie announced. There's no no show there's announced that will fit in. There's still a lot of empty spaces. If they made a deal with Universal to actually make a Hulk movie, I could see it. I don't know if that would be possible. I don't know if Universal would want to make that deal. Universal Universe doesn't need to make deals with Disney. They have the hot water well property. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dark Universe. Don't forget that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Dark Universe. Uh, um any more wongas probably not maybe I don't it's know. possible it's... but i don't think so like i think they're done with wong i think they're gonna move on to daredevil and then there'll be somebody else after that jessica jones 
I would love to see Jessica Jones um, because Jessica Jones is probably my favorite of the Netflix Marvel characters. I mean, I like the Daredevil show. I think the Daredevil show was the best show, but Jessica Jones was awesome. I think Jessica Jones, the best show. The first (laughs) season was the best. The second season and the third season were kind of weak. Oh, I, I, I love um, Hellcat. What's that? Well, yeah. Hellcat in the, at the end of the third season. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there was an Instagram post that, um, the actress for Jessica Jones did recently with like, she's like a reunion. And I think it was with the actor who played Luke Cage and everybody's like, are they shooting something? And then they were like, oh no, we're just hanging out. But they also have like a, like something on the t-shirt blurred out. So people are like, <laughs> oh, is it a production t-shirt? And you know me, the only conspiracy theories that I subscribe to are conspiracy theories about productions of TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Coulter and Christian Ritter are actually being brought into the MCU. And this is just like it's half a publicity stunt and half an announcement, but kind of like in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, uh, look. That 18 episode Daredevil show, they have to put something in it. I don't know how they're doing <laughs> that, but <laughs> uh, okay. Any any other prediction for the future? Like, what? Are, uh, give me your wildest theory. Give me your like wildest uh, or like wildest wish. What do you think? What do you want to show up at the end? I think I want to see it end with a big case of some sort, where she's like fighting Titania in court or something like that. Um, and she has to win by being Jen Walters. But then she has to have a big knockout drag out fight with her as She-Hulk. Like, that's what I think. That's what I think. Oh, should yeah. happen. You want it to be half legally blonde, half MCU show. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I went the other way. I want her big case to be like uh, United States of America, like the government suing the Eternals <laughs> trying to trying to hatch a big fucking celestial out of us, <laughs> and like the five Eternals that have left on Earth is like, oh, please help us rescue our friends. <laughs> okay, that would be really be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one thing I forgot to mention is where they the Light Elf try to use Thor's. Uh, speech is like, ah, oh, Asgard <laughs> is not a place, it's, it's the people, and they're like, yeah, thoughts, inspirational speeches are not admissible in court. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. I love that, especially because that means that somebody recounted the stories of thought, inspirational <laughs> speeches, and it's public knowledge, and half the population is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like, Maybe we could have the uh, the state of New York uh, suing Wong because they start to realize that there's been a memory wipe about Spider-Man. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be good. Just like suing like uh, um, just the, like the, the office of the right, um, right. Sorcerer Supreme for all the uh, magic they've done without the knowledge. <laughs> of... <laughs> yeah, something like that. That'd be great. <laughs> See? You know what? You know what I mean about this show needing to be twenty-two episodes. Like this is just there's so a lot. Much to, gra- there's a lot to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the estate of Iron Man being being sued for every single fucking villain he made. <laughs> Everything that has happened is Tony Stark's fault. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess we better wrap it up now. <laughs> yeah, this is a long one. This, this has been a long and a fun one. And next episode, I think we will talk about the Umbrella Academy, which we were thinking about doing in this episode, but She-Hulk 
Uh, yeah, She-Hulk was just been... too much to talk about. We had to talk about it. And yeah, I have finished watching the season, so we'll do the whole season because breaking it up didn't make logistical sense. After yeah. I watched the first half, I'm like, we can't talk about this in halves. It just doesn't work yeah. that way. Yes, uh, especially me. I'm not I, I'm not capable of like um, <laughs> creating a partition in my brain and pretend <laughs> I haven't seen the rest of the show. <laughs> I can't right. do it. I'm not capable. Especially not with that show where like it's really one big storyline and all the reveals yeah. are in the second half. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the music is still great. Oh, the music so, in this. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but the music in this is probably my yeah. favorite. Just, just go to Spotify and find so all the Umbrella Academy um, playlist. It's just, it's great. So until then, I've been Liv. I have been the Unapologetic Geek. And this has been The Streaming Geek. Life is but a stream. Bye. Goodbye. a second when i looked at the screen i thought you were gone because all i could see was your red hair against your red chair <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the predator i'm camouflaged <laughs> you're invisible <laughs>